Bulls fans, welcome into the Around the Horns podcast. It's your boy, Tristan, your main man, Mario, and we're coming to you from the official home of the Around the Horns Network. Mario, here at Fuel and Iron Food Hall, Tuesday night, my man. How are you feeling? Well, after two straight weeks of doing the Seeing Red Challenge, I am relieved that we can have normal food and my digestive tract can recover. Um, but more importantly... I'm so excited about tonight's guests. So, like, we can't ask for anything better. We, our guests have been primo, and we're starting off with the most primo of the primo. The creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, the Chris of the Will High Bulls fans. Can we get a little love for our period one guests tonight? They love you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why, but thanks, guys, for having me back. It's awesome to be back here on a Tuesday. I'm sorry to pull you from your deathbed to be here tonight as well. Obviously, things were not going your way this last week. It's going to be really embarrassing when we put on your tombstone cause of death Chipotle. Can you confirm or deny the rumors? Yeah, I'm going on about six days of it just destroying me, so I got I to gotta figure it out here soon. Bummer. I'm not going to talk anymore about how that's going to kill you. No, I think we should do the entire period just about Chipotle and his digestive tract. Wow, do we have any doctors in the crowd? Colonoscopies ready. <laughs> On deck, it's our Tuesday night special. Psych. Fast forward to the next question. Chris, this last weekend of hockey on the road, obviously your second of two straight weeks on the road. Not the way you wanted this one to go, but you knew what you were heading into. The number one team in the division in Ogden is obviously going to be a tough matchup. Uh, what didn't go right this weekend on the road for you guys? Yeah, um, they're a good team. And so for us, um, to put it bluntly, when you don't play at your best, um, and a good team plays good, um, it, it, it doesn't look good for you. And so for us, um, it wasn't our best outcome. It wasn't our best put, foot forward. And so um, there's a lot to, to learn this week and a lot to kind of get back to, kind of get back to basics. Um, but again, with, with the outcome of the weekend, you didn't get a win, but you look at it, the second game you score five goals. Uh, we look as if you score five goals, you should win a hockey game, right? So there was a lot of positive that came out of the weekend. We did a lot of good on the offense. We just need to tighten up on the D-zone. Yeah, and talk about what you're able to carry away with you from Saturday's game. It was a hard fought, really close matchup. And again, you have to remind yourself, the number one team in the division is there for a reason. They've got a lot of returning guys that when you talk about maybe starting to hit your stride 15 games into the season, some of these guys are running on 45, 50, 60 games together as a unit. How, how much do you feel like this kind of second win for you guys is going to bring you together as a team? And, and do you feel like maybe you are going to start hitting your stride? Right here. Yeah. Um, with that, right, it, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of bonding when that comes. Um, to be honest, you get guys that uh, that don't probably speak a lot for the first 15 games, but um, frustration sets in a little bit, and you get you get a little different guys to step in and step up, um, kind of hear their voice a little bit more. But um, again, for for taking away from Saturday, there was there was a lot of positive. So for us. Um, you scored two power play goals. You scored five goals in in the game. Even going into the third period, you had a chance to win a hockey game. And for our team, it was another game when we might have been down, but you didn't see quit. And so for us, um, 16, 17 games in, if you're not seeing quit in your team, um, you know there's, there's a lot to build on and a lot to grow on. And so for us, that that is a huge positive that 
Um, early in the season, you guys don't quit, and when you get closer to playoffs, that only gets stronger. So we feel pretty good about heading into this next weekend. And Chris, talking about not quitting, these Pueblo Bulls fans are not quitting either. We got looking like a sellout weekend. How important and how special is it to be back home in the home barn trying to turn this around and get those W's in the, uh, in the column? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, our fans are a momentum booster. Um, there's no easy way to put it. It's, it's, they're, they're the best fans in the world. I mean, you go on the road, you see these other barns, um, you see kind of what their fans do and don't do. Um, the fans that are there and aren't there, um, for our fans, they show up, they're loud, they give you momentum, they give you fire. Um, I know this weekend it's going to be a lot of good hockey. It's going to be fun hockey. It's going to be going to be strong hockey. So I know the type of games that are going to come this weekend. I know the the fans in Pueblo. Um, I know that's like their type of game. I know you said type of game, and I think looking a little bit more into that, Provo is a team that had a tendency to get chippy toward those Sunday faceoffs last year. Obviously, you've only got two games to settle any beef or squash anything that may be there. This is a team that also doesn't love coming into Pueblo. I think uh, you guys had their number quite a bit last year, and I think a little bit of that was taken personally. So how do you how do you prep the guys, knowing that this is a squad led by the same coach, by some of the same players that felt that maybe a little bit of animosity last year, and how do you tell them to temper themselves so you don't get in a bad spot early? Yeah, um, it's all about controlling your emotions, right? There, there's still a goal to what we're doing. It's still two points at the end of the night. Um, so for us, there, there is a goal we want to win. Um, but to get back on track of what we need to do, we need to understand that this is our house and we're not going to let anybody come in and take it. Um, so for us, we're ready to go. We're ready to go, whether it's the scoreboard or if you want to play that stronger game. Um, but for us, our guys are ready to go and kind of the way they left um, Provo this last time, um, I, I know I, I can say our guys are ready to go. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm curious. Thus far in the season, we've had some really high highs. We've had some low lows. Yep. Where would you on a report card give your team right now? How do you feel about the performance overall from Pueblo Bulls hockey this point in the season? Um, I, I'd give it a B. Um, for us, we understand it's pretty early in the season, right? There's a lot of guys that are new. Um, this is the youngest team we've had in, in Bulls history. Um, so for us, we knew there was going to be some growing pains, guys getting used to Pueblo, guys getting used to junior hockey. And so for us, um, the learning that has taken place, the guys that have stepped up, um, where where we really are in a, in a good spot. Um, I understand we're we're eight and eight, five hundred on paper, but um, when our team gets going, I'm not sure if anybody's going to stop us. So that's a perfect tee up for this question, which is as you head into more of these longer stretches of really you're going to be home for the next two weekends, then a ton of time on the road. You've got a showcase coming up. You've got guys going home for the holidays. That camaraderie, that kind of consistency of building up momentum with a young team, is there anything you're trying to caution them to say, hey, remember why you're here, why you're doing this? Because it can be a really critical time for some of those younger players for the first time spending holidays away from family. Family, and then they go home, they get that taste back. You went through that same battle, Chris. How do you remind yourself and how do you remind this year's players that's why you're here in Pueblo? Uh, that's exactly it. That's exactly why you're here in Pueblo is to stay focused and be a hockey player. And so for us, um, at this stage in their lives, at the level of hockey that they're playing at the Tier 2 level, um, 
they're not getting paid, but this is their job. So they got to show up every day, understanding that um, your body might not be 100% every day, but guess what? You just played seven, 10 games. I don't expect it to be 100%. And so for us, it's a mindset of doing the little details every day. Are you putting in the work in the gym every day? Are you putting in the work in the community? Are you showing up on time? Are you, is there a purpose of why we're doing it every day? Or are you just going through the motions? Um, so for us, um, you're either a contender or you're a pretender. And right now we're, we're trying to figure that out. And you talked about community and this week, Chris, um, kind of kicks off the, the holiday season, uh, for so many people. And, uh, you guys are out in the community helping doing your part and kicking it off with Thursday, doing a stuff, the bus, uh, event with KDZA radio, United way, a ton of other great organizations, uh, lending the Pueblo bulls team bus to be stuffed. And then, uh, come this weekend as well. I know, uh, there's some care and share food drives and stuff, uh, going on at the arena as well. Just how important is this for these guys to see the that side of the community engagement and, and involvement for you guys? Yeah, that's huge. That that's a that's a very big part of our organization and what we do. Um, it's not. We tell every guy that when they come to Pueblo, it's not just about hockey here. Um, yes, I understand that you have a job to do. You are a hockey player, but you're also a person in a community. And so for us, when we're we're trying to grow young adults, and so for us. When we're moving you on to that next stage, whether that's um, higher juniors, that's pro, that's college, whatever it may be, this stuff doesn't stop. The, the community service, the schools, the United Ways, the, the, the events at the rink, it never ends. And so for us, um, when you get into these events, you kind of stop being a hockey player for about an hour. And you're not seen as a hockey player. You're seen as a person in the community and you're seen as somebody that um, a lot of people in this community do look up to. And so it's about how you hold yourself, um, how you conduct yourself. But not only that, it's how you conduct as a team. When, when they look at one person, they look at a group of you. They look at all of us. They look at you guys. They look at the coaches. They look at the team. They look at the logo. And so for us, um, how are you conducting yourself in and around the team, um, holding the standard high every single day, not just when eyes are on you, but when you're alone, when you're in the restaurant, when you're at the gym, um, it, you got to hold yourself to a high standard. So for us, um, it's these little community events that I do truly believe that are helping these guys grow into men. Um, the hockey is fun. That definitely helps. But it's these little things, the United Way events, um, the Karen Share. It's these, these events that, that really do prepare these guys to be better people in their communities. That's a really good question. I'm going to end on an even better one. November's an even more special month because also everybody on the team is trying to grow their nastiest, grisliest muzzy. And you got a pretty one rolling right now. Chris, do you feel like you're at the peak of the muzzy mountain in November, or is there somebody on the team with a better one than you? Uh, I hope there's a better one. You've seen this the last six years, so <laughs> it, it's taken this long to get here. But, um, no, I, I will give it to... Uh, um, e Ethan can grow a pretty good one. Um, David, David Nelson, I hate to give him credit for it, but he, he can give, he can grow a pretty good one. Um, Austin Hoff, he can grow a pretty good one. And I think mm. it's hilarious when he does. So we should encourage that. It's wispy. Yeah. 
I'm sure. Uh, back to your last point, Dave Nelson. He may be able to grow a nasty muzzy. What he can do is man up and show up to do the Seeing Red Challenge. Maybe we can get him on a little bit later tonight. Bulls fans, can we get a little love for a period one guest tonight? Bulls head coach Chris Wellheit. Chris, thanks as always, man. It's a pleasure to see you. Thanks, you guys, and it's awesome as always. Bulls fans, don't go anywhere. We got new guests coming up on period two and period three, the official place for all things Pueblo Bulls hockey, the Around the Horns Network. Bulls fans, welcome back to the Around the Horns podcast, period two time, bringing in a new guest for the first time. Bulls fans, can we get a little love for Willie J joining us in period two? <laughs> Might have a number one fan out there, Willie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Glad to have you on the pod. Glad to have brought the official Will Johnson fan club. Number one there, Nikita Bondriev. His shirt with your face on it. <laughs> did you draw those lips on or did you give him the kiss to fill that out? Uh, yeah, I gave it to him. So, But he, he probably wears it. So, He does. Uh, we're glad to have you on the pod, Willie. You've been uh, doing what you do the last few weeks. I think you kind of came on hot a couple of weeks ago, showed out in front of a home crowd, and haven't really slowed down. What have the last few weeks been like for you enjoying your uh, success on the ice with the Pueblo Bulls? Yeah, I mean, they've been super welcoming, and I mean, it's super fun to be here, and I like the guys, and, you know, it's just a fun team to play with for sure. So just hope to keep it going, and... Hope we can get some wins here soon. And Willie, you did come to the team a little late in the season. And, you know, we've heard since the beginning about how tight-knit this group is. Uh, can you kind of just walk us through just how they've embraced you and in, in coming into an already tight-knit group, what that was like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to get a new guy when you're, when you're super close. I mean, but, I mean, these guys have they've brought me in super easily. And, I mean, they've become good friends of mine, so... I mean, it's it's always hard going to a new team, but when you when you have guys like that, it makes it easy. Do you think anything about you being a cake eater is part of that to help make it easy? I mean, not many guys know unless unless they know about where I'm from. So, I mean, a few guys give me give me crap about it, but I mean, it's. I, I'm proud of it. So very good. So so talk about it, Willie. For Bulls fans that are maybe getting to know you for the first time now, you joined the team a couple of weeks into the season. Talk about what you were doing when the season started, how you found out you were coming to Pueblo, and what that's been like. Yeah. So I started in North Iowa in the North American Hockey League, and I mean, I I had a great time there, but it didn't work out. So I mean, found a home here, and I've just been super happy. And over the last few weeks, have you had a chance to get out and enjoy Pueblo at all? I know you've been on the road a ton, um, but how has that been like getting back into Pueblo, having those couple of days rest time, and are you finding yourself out enjoying Pueblo? Yeah, I mean, the mountains are definitely new to me, so I'm not complaining there. They're obviously cool to see and live around. And when I first got here, me and my dad went to a few mountain ranges and saw, so. But I mean, yeah, Pueblo's been awesome. I like, I like living here. It's different than where I'm from, but, I mean, I can't complain, so. You know, we do this show here at Feel and Iron with a great selection of food, and Pueblo's kind of known for the food. That's why the Feel and Iron Food Hall exists, right? Is there, a, is there something that you found that's kind of you've never had before that you found here in Pueblo that you're, you're a big fan of? Yeah, um, apparently the chili sauce is, or the green, green, chili? green chili is uh, super famous here, and I'm, I actually had it for the first time a couple weeks ago from Lori, our Bella mom, so it was uh, super good. Yeah. So I'm, what, I'm a big fan. So did you just have it 
like in a bowl or did you put it on a hamburger? Like how did you consume yeah. said green chili? Uh, it was actually over a tamale. So oh, all right. I, yeah. I mean, that was That's a big family too. Yeah. So. That puts you right up there as like honorary Puebloan. When you've had a green chili smothered tamale, and Mike Garcia family is like, come on over, Willie J. You are a part of La Familia. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So we're definitely going to have it again soon. Now, I want to ask you about on the ice as well. You know, we talked about the last couple of weeks. You really came on strong, and I think you provided a, a much different look than this team was really used to. You had a lot of guys kind of vying for that top spot on a line, but no one line had really stuck out. And you came right in that transitional period where every line for you your first few weekends has looked different. So what has it been like trying to adjust to the team and, and trying to find out maybe it's that right line mate or maybe it's just a pairing you need to see that complements your game? What what are you seeing on the ice? Yeah, I mean, I like I like playing with most of the guys here. And early, early on, I played with Ethan Toombs a lot, and I like playing with him. Just he sees the ice well, and I mean, I like to I like to set up my teammates the best I can. I'm I think I'm a playmaker, so I try to uh, make plays and try to set them up for the most success. And I mean, it's, uh, I'm happy that's happened both ways. So just hope to keep it going. And whoever I play with, I'm happy with. And yeah. Now you can't say something like you enjoy playing with most of the players and not expect me to ask you who your least favorite teammate is. Least favorite teammate. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Nikita. He, he kind of gets on my nerves sometimes, but. Whoa. It's tough running around with a 15-year-old girl on the team, and Nikita fits the role perfectly. Yep, yeah, he drives, drives me crazy at home, so. Wow, shots fired. This is, yeah, I think there's a, a new rivalry going on here. But no, we always ask to, talking about players um, throughout the season, we always want to know your take on best hands, fastest skater, so. It could be you, it could be one of your te uh, teammates, but tell us who on the team has the best hands. Best hands? Um, you know, I, I like Jack Hansen's hands. He's got, I think he's got a great set of mitts for sure. Um, Jimmy Ziesel's got some good good hands too, but yeah, I think those two for sure, so. And fastest skater? Fastest skater. It might be Jack Hansen again, so. Wow. Kid's got wheels for sure. Right. Maybe Smee guy too. Smee guy's got some wheels on him too. All right, that those are two n new names, if I'm not mistaken. So, all right, different perspective. I like it. Yeah. Now we got to ask you on the other side of things because we always ask. Uh, you obviously go up against one of the best defensive units in the league, if not the world, right now, and these guys are just absolute killers out there. Is there one guy on the defensive side you do not ever want to take a hit from? Uh, yeah, definitely big Felix for sure. I mean, when he hits, it's a, it's a train for sure. So don't want to be in front of that. Have you taken a hit from the Palm train yet? I have a few times my first few weeks. So I got a big wake up call. Had to have my head up when he's out there for sure. Can you tell Mario what is in store when he takes a hit from Felix Anton Parmelo later this year, exclusively on the Around the Horns network? Yeah. I mean, he might be in the fifth row, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I mean... I got I got faith in Mario for sure. So. Thank you. Yeah, he, uh, Felix has a surprise coming to him when he uh, when he takes a run at Mario. When you got the main man, you you get the uh, you get a little surprise in there. So uh, tread lightly, Felix. Tread lightly. Wow. Okay. Very serious. We're not going to end on a that serious note. Well, yeah, I got to ask you, you're coming into a home weekend. It's an almost sold out weekend already. By the time we're recording this on Tuesday, Friday night is 
absolutely going to be sold out. And you've been there a couple of times for the packed house, 1,200 Bulls fans. How excited are you guys as a team to bring some of that uh, to the home crowd, to know that they're going to help feed some of that momentum? And, and how much are you looking forward to putting one in the back of the net in front of the home crowd? Yeah, I mean, I definitely I love playing here. So, I mean, every time we have a home game, the guys are super fired up. So, I mean, there's nothing like playing in this crowd. I mean, if I was opposing team, I wouldn't want to play here for sure. So, and I mean, if we can put, if I can put one in the net, I would... That'd be awesome. So, Well, there's always some good juju coming off of the Around the Horns podcast. When you're a guest here, you're going to find yourself with some points this weekend. So you can give the unofficial assist to your boy and your main man this weekend when you find the back of the net. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are my first one. So, Bulls fans, give it up to our period two guest Willie Johnson joining us for the first time. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll take it for sure. I think we recruited more members of the unofficial Willie J fan club here tonight. Yeah, I like it. Don't go anywhere, Bulls fans. We got a third period guest joining us for the first time this season on the official place for all things Pro Bulls hockey, the Around the Horns podcast. Bulls fans, welcome back to the Around the Horns podcast, period three time. And we've always said it, Third period, it was in the light shine the brightest, so we bring out the best and brightest for the first time this season, Bulls fans. Can we get some love for Kate Smigai joining us in period three? They like you. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I think you're taking some of the fans from the official Willie J fan club. Kate, how are you tonight? It's great to have you on the pod. Good. I'm excited to be here. Now, you've been with the team for a little bit now. You're kind of adjusted to Pueblo. And uh, talk about your ventures here, where you've been playing in the past, what your trip to Pueblo looked like, and what it's been like so far for you here. Yeah, so I played uh, high school in Wisconsin for four years. Uh, played AAA for Team Wisconsin. Then, um, then during the summer, I was trying to figure out where I was going to play. And then I kind of had an idea where I was going to play. I did make that team, and then uh, I talked to Tunes, and I ended up coming out here a couple days later, before, right before camp, and I've loved it, and it's been great ever since I've been here. So, You know, I, I'm always curious because we hear this story a lot, you know. Uh, they ended up getting a call from Tunes. Walk us through just briefly what a call with Tunes is like, what that – that what transpired in that conversation, how he got you to want to come to Pueblo. So I'm very curious because I can't, I, I just, I can't imagine. I hear these stories over and over again, but I don't know what it looks like. I want to know what it looks like, what it feels like to be, to, to be brought in by the sauciest GM in all of, all of junior hockey. He wants you here. He wants you now. What does that feel like? What does that sound like? Um, he's just kind of telling me about the community. I think it's kind of similar to where I'm from um, and what they have to offer. They have great facilities, great coaching staff, and obviously the fans. They're the best fans in the division by far. So um, it just has a lot to offer. And after talking with them, it was a pretty easy decision. So, All right. This is what that phone call sounds like. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Mario. Hello. This is Bulls GM Dave Nelson and Tyler Thunberg, and we're here. Uh, we're going to talk to you about the best place in Pueblo to play hockey, and we're so excited that you're going to come here and play wing for us, Kate. Is that something that we could interest you in? Sold. Thanks. <laughs> Tunes, we miss you, buddy. 
Uh, Kate, I do have to ask you, though. Pueblo is one of those places that people pine to play for. I think the barn that you've gotten to call home for this season uh, is probably the most electric in the league. The the players themselves have talked about how this is the coolest place they've played. But also you've got places like this, the Fuel and Iron Food Hall, that's packed with Bulls fans on a Tuesday night just to come watch guys play uh, or talk about playing hockey this weekend. What has that environment been like for you, the, the all-encompassing thing that is being a Pueblo Bull? It's been awesome. It's been a great junior experience so far. And especially when we go on the road and you see how other arenas are compared to here, you're very grateful for it. And you're very lucky to play in front of the fans we have every night. So um, just super grateful. But also a really close-bonded team. Sorry, Mario. Uh, we talked about it earlier, though, when you were asking Willie J about joining a team that was really tight-knit. You got to kind of be a part of that a little earlier, and this team really came together quickly. Was there a, a guy or a couple of guys on the team that you maybe bonded with that you found yourself more naturally drawn to? Um, I think the Midwestern guys, like Henry Vest, he, he, he glues the team together pretty well. Um, Kimball, he's a little newer, but... They've done, they're pretty good at, you know, gelling the team together. Um, Eddie, uh, Will Sinclair, those guys, Tombs, they're like the older guys. They've been great, good leaders. So they've really done a good job at, you know, like making the rookies feel welcome and uh, like making a good culture for us. And we're super close. This is the closest team I've ever been on. So uh, in the first period, we talked to Coach Will Height and we talked a little bit about the um, extracurricular activities that you guys do in as far as uh, outreach into the community and obviously we're going rolling into the Thanksgiving uh, in a holiday season as well and we've got a lot of stuff coming up and going on out in the community you guys are part of that being new and being new to Pueblo how how well have you transitioned into that extra step of being kind of a uh, a community ambassador for the Bulls to go out there and help you know, support the community and really be part of this community? Um, it's been super fun, and I think it's really easy, too, to do that when you see the support we get, and it's pretty easy to give back because that's what they deserve for so much what they do for us. Um, but it, it's really cool. I've never really been a part of a community like this where they're super close and where the players are helping out like this, so it's really cool. I think it's easy to give back to when you see the fans come out all the time, when, when they bring you in. And, and I want to ask you about the people that specifically brought you in. We've also heard rave reviews about this year's Billet families. And every single person we've talked to on the podcast, on the Seeing Red show, has said that their Billet family is the best Billet family. Talk about your Billets for a little bit, what that transition has been like. And go ahead, call them the best ever on the pod if you they want are, to. They are the best ever. They made my transition here really easy. Um, I'm just super thankful I'm with them. Name drop. Um, Give a shout out. Uh, shout out Dominique Roush and Jimmy Roush. They're great. They've, I love them. They do so much for me. They let me borrow their car. I don't have a car here, so they let me borrow their car. Brave souls. I know. Um, it's a nice truck, too. Uh, but no, they've been great. They have two great kids, uh, Cooper and Ollie. Uh, I'm just super thankful I'm with them. They're awesome. So I think part of what we're seeing too with with the hockey families with the billet crews this year is that the youth program is turning a lot of people into hockey families, and so they're getting what it what it takes to really get guys ready for early morning skates, to have stuff ready for them when you come back from a late night two a day or or a late game. And these families are all kind of getting on that habit of of knowing what it's like to be a hockey fan. 
yeah, it's, I mean, they do so much for me. Like they get everything ready for a road trip. If I need anything, they're on top of it. Um, yeah, like dinners are great. Everything. I've just, for like this, my first year juniors, I've had a great billet experience so far. So I'm really, um, lucky for that. And rolling into the, the holiday season as well. Um, you'll be spending Thanksgiving here in Pueblo. How, how is that tr- transition? I know it's always kind of hard. I mean, I, a lot of us have done that where we've gone away from home for a bit and uh, away from family and our traditions and whatnot. But uh, how are you dealing with that and how are you looking forward to it? Yeah, it's definitely different. This is the first time I've been away from home for like this long. Um, but it, it's been pretty good. Like we're so busy that you don't really have too much time to think about like what's going on back home. Uh, but I mean, obviously I talk to my parents every day, so it's, it's a little tough not seeing them, but with my billet family my teammates, the coaches, you know, the whole organization, it's, it's an easy transition. So I'm excited to be here for Thanksgiving. So I mean, it should be fun. Well, so if I read between the lines, I just want to, uh, paraphrase what you're saying. Uh, your billet family is great. Your real family back home isn't as great because you're having such a good time here, right? Is that what you said? No, I can't. I, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Mom, dad, he loves you. Yeah, he appreciates you. He's a good kid. All right. Now we're going to ask you to throw your boys under the bus or maybe just put yourself ahead of them a little bit. Maybe you prepped a little when you saw Willie's answers, but we'll ask you who's got the best hands on this year's squad. Um, I'd say Nate Farrell. He has a good, he has nice hands. He quarterbacks our power play, so you kind of have to have good hands. I'd say him. Now, fastest skater. We've heard a couple of different names all season long for this one. I'd say Ethan Toombs or I'd go Hanson. He's fast straight away. He's tough to get. So I'd say actually, yeah, I'll say Jack Hanson. He's pretty quick. All right, that's the follow-up. Now, we won't ask you the similar question because we know if we asked you who the hardest hitter was, you would say Felix Anton Parmelo. Everyone would say, oh, it's so scary. I want to ask you a more important question. One-on-one, Mario's the D-man. Do you think you could take a check into the boards from the main man, number 69, Mario Gennazio? Uh Yeah, I'd say so. I just keep the feet moving, but I don't know. Okay. It'd be tough, but it, de- it depends where, if it, is it open ice or on the wall? Into the boards. Into the boards. Straight yeah. into the boards behind the net. Full head of steam. I don't know. You might get me on that one. <laughs> I'm just lining up rivals for you at the end of Listen, the season. I, I'm a gentle giant. I may, I, I, I may seem gruff and, and big and mean, but I'm a nice guy. I'm a lover, not, not a fighter, so you'd be all right. I'd probably skate up to you and give you a big hug. Ah, cute. Okay, I don't know if we can get close enough on this muzzy, but I got to ask you about the attempt here. Movember is going strong for you, Kate. Talk about the growth this month. Yeah, I don't got much growth. I wish I could, but I can't really. I can get a little stuff, something going, but nothing, nothing crazy like some of the other guys can. I don't got much up top. But. Who's your favorite muzzy on the team? Um... Like, what do you aspire? Like, one day when I grow up, I'm going to have a muzzy like Blake. I'm trying to think. 
Ethan Toombs has probably the best muzzy. It's majestic. I've called it the majestic yeah. muzzy a few times. Mm -hmm. And he can grow facial hair pretty easy, but I haven't seen a muzzy out of him yet. Um, yeah, I'd say Ethan Toombs. He has the best muzzy for sure. Before November is over, we will have the Majestic Muzzy prominently featured on the Around the Horns Network. But Gotta. we're so glad for the people we featured tonight on the podcast. For the first time, can we get a little love for our period three guest, Kate Smeagai? Yeah, they like him. Yeah. That'll do. That'll do, Bulls fans. And if you didn't get enough here tonight at the Fuel and Iron Food Hall, we've got two chances to get tuned into your favorite hockey team Friday night, Saturday night. Puck drop just after 7 o'clock. You got to get your tickets fast. If they're not already sold out by the time you're watching this, it might be too late. But you could stand out front and inconspicuously pedal to get your own chance to watch the Pueblo Bulls take on the Provo Sexual Predators this weekend at the PIA. Mario is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Hopefully you'll be there because it's the official place for all things Pueblo Bulls hockey, the Around the Horns Network.